Yeah, that's an oil. So, yeah, an oil is. Yeah, I actually that, that oil uh, we do this in Wisconsin. So um, that oil uh, I think works well, and that is not um, medical marijuana. There's no THC in that oil, which helps reduce seizures. There are there are synthetic um, um, substitutes that work well. My mother-in-law passed away about the same time your husband did of uh, melanoma and ovarian cancer, and used a synthetic. Uh, that's off the record. I shouldn't. <laughs> it's always TV back there. Um, uh, you know. But it's personal, so I don't want to. Um, but uh, I think what's 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 exciting about what we've been able to do recently. Uh, Andy just talked about um, the 21st century cures. Um, we just passed that um, a little while ago, and that we believe is going to be the biggest offense on cancer that we've ever had. Uh, which is, we think we're right on the cusp of some real good cancer breakthroughs, and so we've put a lot of resources into research to get at root causes of cancer, and we just passed into law on the Right to Try Act, which says for a person who may be in, in a late-stage cancer, um, if you want to try one of these breakthrough drugs that are still in clinical trials, but that might hold promise, you can do that. Um, let people try, if they're in late stages of cancer, some of these, these drugs that, that could save their lives. We just passed that law. So we've done a lot of things whether it's investing in research, whether it's um, um, right to try to help terminally ill people, and I think there are synthetic alternatives um, that can be that can be used. Um, and and the oil is is there's no THC in the oil. I forgot what the oil is called exactly, but it it has, yeah. Thank you. It has it has proven to, to work. And we've I don't know if you've done that here. And, and by the way, there's a lot of industrial uses for hemp that I understand from talking to Mitch McConnell is a big deal to Kentucky agriculture, <laughs> and we're all in favor of that as well. So thanks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa, 1S. Also check out our website at iamcannabisativa.com. On this website we have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from cannabis experts from many walks of the field. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Feel free to rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. We are no longer posting new episodes on SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources as uh, other sources we mentioned as we are on there. And as promised, um, I'm going to go into strains and um, that could be used to, to help treat addiction. Um, so first, I'm, first I'm going to start off with a, a little bit of with a point of correction from our. From, from last week. Um, I remember last week talking about um, California's economy and how their economy is one of the biggest in the world. And and um, I, I said that they were, I think, eighth in, in, in the world. And I, I sort of misspoke. Um, but according to, to recent data... Um, they're they're actually the fifth largest economy. So again, that sort of boosts my point that I, I had mentioned earlier, that um, that that having marijuana freely available, um, in, in they legalized in 2016. They voted to legalize in 2016, and for recreational purposes, and they had it medical for 20 years before that. So them having free and ready access, readily available marijuana in, in some form or another hasn't hasn't impacted them from being an economic powerhouse but yeah i just thought i would issue that point of con correction before starting but um with, without further ado here we're i'm gonna go into the strains right now so i got this um so there's one website that i that i found was pretty useful research was was called canasos.com and this one, this this particular resource had a, some pretty useful strains that could be used 
to treat alcohol withdrawal. So I'm just going to read off a little bit of what they said and then I'm going to read off the strains that they recommended. Okay, so unlike opioid withdrawal, alcohol withdrawal can kill the patient, especially after long-term use. This syndrome is caused by sudden decrease or halt of alcohol consumption. Person becomes anxious, irritable, and nervous and may fall into depression, feel fatigue, and suffer from headaches. Other symptoms include mood swings, sweating, and nightmares. In some cases, the patients experience visual and audio hallucinations. If a person exhibits delirium, delirium tremens, a fever, extreme nausea, or diarrhea, they need to be hospitalized immediately. So the most popular strains for alcohol withdrawal, according to Canna SOS, Super Sour Diesel, Blue Dream, Green Crack, OG Kush, Hindu Kush, and GG Gorilla Goo Number Four or GG Number Four. And now I'm gonna read off um, a. Um, another resource and another useful resource which I, I've used on this podcast before from marijuana break and there this resource has ha, had like a pretty good article of, of of some common strains and some common things that can be done to to help to help with opioid addiction hope opioid withdrawal so I'm just gonna read off so it starts more or less with like an article and with some information and then they go go into some pretty useful strains so i'm i'm going to go into that in the in a 2015-2016 study conducted by Anita Willard Briscoe 400 patients were interviewed during a collection of self-reported data Many reported the ability to kick their opioid addiction with the help of marijuana, with more more than 25% claiming success. Technically speaking, cannabis works by helping the opioid addict or abuser feel less anxiety when coming off the drug, sleep better during the difficult withdrawal nights, and even helping to keep the cravings at bay. There are likely reports of other ways that cannabis has helped with opioid abuse but in the end it is clear that that this medical cro- crop has proven to be quite beneficial to these people and could assist many more in the future so what is opioid abuse by definition opioid abuse is essentially a reliance upon either prescription opioid based medications codeine vicodin oxycodone percocet morphine and many others or illegal, oftentimes black market opioid derivatives, primarily heroin and its variations. Prescription opioids are generally considered safe by medical practitioners, but only when they're used as directed for short periods of time to remove pain and help with the healing process. The majority of opioid abuse cases are because of a prescription opioid drug, while a smaller percentage are because of heroin. Causes and Symptoms of Opioid Abuse The causes of opioid abuse are greatly debatable and complex. Opiate, by definition, is a physical addiction, meaning that oftentimes, once an individual gets started with the consumption of an opioid-derived drug, it becomes difficult for them to discontinue use. Choosing to use the drug in the first place can be because of a variety of different factors and causes. Some get started because they are prescribed these drugs for pain or after a serious injury. Others choose to begin using opioids because they are unsatisfied with something in their life and are discontent emotionally. Sometimes it is simply because those who are around them are doing it so they follow suit. It is complex to assess the reason why a person begins to take opioids, but once the abuse onsets, it becomes a very serious ordeal. Symptoms of opioid abuse are most clearly recognized as reliance upon the substance. Being without the drug once 
once one has reached a point of addiction or abuse, can cause extreme irritability, sweating, horrific cravings, constipation, small pupils, nausea, shallow breathing, slurred speech, and more. But the long-term effects of opioid abuse are probably the most frightening because the body begins to develop immunity to the drug, often causing the consumer to up their dose. This is sometimes the main culprit for opioid overdose, but just by assessing the statistics presented above, it is clear that both opioid abuse and opioid overdose are a significant problem. Conventional med medical treatments for combating opioid abuse, which are, are not marijuana related. Those who are dealing with opioid abuse and have had a frightening in incident intervention or other deterring factor present within their life will often make the decision to quit opioids altogether. But the withdrawals can be extremely difficult on the body and often make the user want to get back on the drugs once again. In order to prevent a relapse, some pharmaceutical drugs are prescribed by doctors to help with the negative effects of opioid withdrawal. These drugs are typically used as a substitute for the opioid. They are usually derived from opioids themselves and then the amount prescribed is slowly weaned away so that some of the uncomfortable and unpleasant side effects of withdrawal won't be experienced as prominently. These prescription, these pharmaceutical medications are prescribed to assist with the withdrawals which include methadone, naltrexone, naltrexone, and buforeborphine. Typically, the successful conventional form of opioid abuse treatment is a pairing of a prescription drug such as methadone as well as therapy or a withdrawal support group. Having the two elements working in unison has proved effective against patient relapse. Medical Marijuana and Opioid Abuse Many uncomfortable and unpleasant circumstances can occur when when one is undergoing opioid withdrawal, including insomnia, irritability, stress, anxiety, depression, lack of appetite, and fatigue, just to name a few. Everyone's experience of opioid withdrawal is a little different, but overall these are some of uh, some of the reoccurring trends. Marijuana can genu genuinely assist with subduing or even completely eliminating these horrible withdrawal symptoms and the five best marijuana strains for help will be mentioned in the next section of the article. So the five best strains marijuana strains for opioid abuse. Number one, critical kush marijuana strain, indica. Critical kush is a critical choice for those undergoing symptoms of opioid withdrawal. Gen Genetically, this just marijuana strain ranks as the 90% indica, 10% sativa cr crop, but its effects are ideal for some of the unpleasant situations those withdrawing will go through. The high of critical kush is cerebral and euphoric, eventually melting into a deep sedation. The cannabis, this cannabis strain works best for nausea, insomnia, lack of appetite, and not only relieves the body, but also takes stress and anxiety away from the mind. Critical Kush is a well-rounded relaxer. THC percentages between 20 to 25%. Platinum Girl Scout Cookies, hybrid marijuana strain. This 50% this 50-50 indica sativa hybrid strain is a quintessential balance between body and mind relaxation plus pain relief and awake awareness. Mar many hybrids can cause some sedation and tiredness, but instead of making you sleepy, Platinum Girl Scout cookies simply melts your troubles away. It improves the mood better than, than many pharmaceuticals can, relieving stress, depression, anxiety, as well as, working, as well as working with the body to subdue pain, swelling, migraines, and nausea, all, all of which can be symptoms of opioid withdrawal. This this action pan packed with this action packed canvas strain is the genetic crossover sativa Durban poison, which which originates from South Africa, by the way, 
Shout out to South Africa. They've they've recently legalized in the past few months, but I digress. But back back to the description. So this so this strain is a is a combination of Durban poison and the hybrid and the classic OG Kush. A force to be reckoned with. THC percentage between 17 and 28 percent. Number three, Chemberry hybrid marijuana strain. The second 50-50 indica slash sativa hybrid on the list. Chemberry is a poorly understood strain, specifically in regards to generic genetic origins and how it came into existence on this earth. One thing for sure is that it can work wonders for those with opioid withdrawal symptoms who are struggling to find energy to get up throughout the day. Although a hybrid, Kenberry very much feels like a sativa, bringing about surges of uplifting energy and waves of creativity and motivation. Eventually, the energy generally subsides into full body relaxation, but it does not stop the user from giggling and chatting. Kenberry makes you feel extremely talkative and social, as well as combating anxiety and stress. The cherry on top of it, it tastes, it tastes of delicious blend between blueberries and lavender. THC percentage between 16 and 22%. Next one is Northern Lights, and it's an indica dominant strain. This potent and pungent marijuana strain is a step of is a is, is a brilliant sleep relief, offering relaxation and sedation to almost everyone who needs it. Northern Lights ranks as 90% indica and 10% sativa, meaning that its effects are largely clustered within the realm of sleep. Many of those combating opioid abuse have difficulties falling asleep. Withdrawal might cause night sweats, nightmares, nausea, and more. So getting enough rest, or if any at all, is not always a reality. This is where Northern Lights comes in to help, offering sweet relief to those who desire it and who and who are trying to turn their lives around. Its genetics are purely of land race origins, a cross between Thai sativa and Afghani indica, a smoke that generates pure bliss. The last one is wild cherry, indica, indica dominant marijuana strain. Wild cherry immediately offers an, an intense cherry aroma that not only fills up the room with its, ple with its pleasant scent, but also hits the taste buds with a sweet, delicious flavor of freshly ripened cherries and hints of mint. The, the effects of this cannabis are invigorating and uplifting, bringing about giggles and an appetite. By the end of your high, you might experience yourself becoming sleepy, which is why this strain is best consumed in the evening or during nighttime hours. Because of its appetite-inducing, mood-uplifting, and sleep-bringing effects, Wild Cherry is a well-rounded opioid withdrawal option that could benefit many individuals. It is a genetic cross between Cherry, and I didn't, I didn't come up with the name, but I'm, I'm going to read it out loud, Cherry Thunderfuck and Legendary Trainwreck. THC percentage between 23 and 29%. So final thoughts about marijuana for opioid addiction. If you or a loved one is struggling with the difficulties of combating opioid addiction or abuse, these five outstanding marijuana strains may help help offer some support and, and support plus relief. We hope that you found this article to be educational and informative. We are by no means offering this information as, as medical advice, and it should not be interpreted as such. It is important to remember that consumption of cannabis is the sole responsibility of the user, and discretion should always be taken. So yeah, that, that, sort, of, that, that sort of gives you many marijuana strains that you can try out if you're in the throes of, of trying to kick your opioid addiction or just get off opioids in general if, if your doctor has prescribed them to you and for those of you who aren't really in medical states or aren't aren't in places where you have access to to, to
to medical recreational marijuana i'm gonna i'm gonna enclose a video of, of some good i'm gonna enclose a clip of some good cbd to to track out because as, as we talked about in, in the initial episode you can cbd is very good at, at helping to to calm withdrawal as well but um but 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 that sort of that sort of gives you a good idea of of what you of what and how you can use marijuana to to let go of withdrawal whether it's alcohol whether it's it's uh opioids and and so uh, so that sort of wraps that up for the time being and um um I, I think what we'll do is um we'll do we're going to we're going to take a quick we're we're going to take a break and then we'll go into analysis we'll go into analysis of 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 uh marijuana on the ballot in a couple of in a few states and we'll I'll, I'll read off off some some of the latest news regarding those votes and um you know I'll give my commentary on those on those few stories those in, in those few cases all right, enjoy. Hey there, welcome to Ask Dr. Patel, where I answer your questions about medical marijuana. And today I'm gonna dive deep into everything related to CBD oil. Now, more specifically, I'll even walk you through how to buy CBD oil. So I'll answer some of the most commonly asked questions that I've received over the years about CBD oil. And where I wanna start is with the question, what is CBD oil? So basically, it's a concentrated extract from the plant species Cannabis Sativa L. Now, next, what is CBD and where does it come from? So basically, CBD stands for cannabidiol, and it's one of the many chemicals that's made by the plant species Cannabis Sativa L. Now, the plant Cannabis Sativa L can be sub subdivided into two categories, hemp or cannabis. And when I say cannabis, I also mean marijuana. I'm using both terms interchangeably. The main difference between hemp and cannabis is really a legal one. It comes down to the amount of THC. So per section 7606 of the Agricultural Act of 2014, hemp is defined as having less than 0.3% THC and therefore by default cannabis has more than 0.3% THC. So hemp and cannabis come from the same plant species and really the distinction between the two is a legal one. Now basically hemp CBD oil has less THC in it and cannabis CBD oil has more THC in it. Now is there an advantage or even a disadvantage to having more or less THC? It entirely depends on the medical condition that you're treating. So I want you to listen in closely because this is really, really important. The general perception out there is that CBD has all the medical value when it comes to either hemp or marijuana. But in fact, that's not the case. Some medical conditions benefit from more CBD, some medical conditions benefit from more THC, and then there are some medical conditions that benefit from both THC and CBD. So really, if you have a condition that doesn't benefit from the use of CBD, then it's not an option worth pursuing. Really, it's a waste of your money. Next question is, is the CBD in hemp different from the CBD in marijuana? In terms of chemical structure, the CBD in hemp is the same as a CBD in cannabis. It's coming from the same plant, and your body's going to recognize the CBD in hemp the same as the CBD in cannabis. All right, now, what's the amount of CBD in hemp oil and what's the amount of CBD in cannabis oil? So there's a couple different places that people buy cannabis and or hemp CBD oil from. One is at a medical marijuana dispensary in a state where where marijuana has been deemed illegal for either medical or recreational use. Some, not all of these states have regulations in place to assure the quality of the, of the products being sold 
at these medical marijuana dispensaries. So I took a look at some test results from a state certified lab based out of Washington called Analytical 360. Now I specifically chose Washington because it has some pretty solid laboratory testing regulations in place for marijuana. So let's have a look. So by definition, the first two samples listed would be considered hemp because they contain less than 0.3% THC. Now, the rest of the samples on the list would be considered cannabis, being that they have THC levels that are higher than 0.3%. Regardless, the amounts of CBD in the samples that come from both hemp and cannabis listed here are both pretty high. Now, another place that people purchase specifically hemp CBD oil is through websites on the internet. And of course, as it stands, there are no regulations in place to assure the quality of the products being sold through websites on the internet. So in 2015 and in 2016, the FDA, uh, otherwise known as the Food and Drug Administration, ran some tests on CBD products sold through these websites on the internet. And let's have a look at these results. Okay, so there are a couple of things I want you to notice about these laboratory test results. The first is that in some of these products, CBD wasn't detected at all, or it paled in comparison to the claim that was made on the label. So let me walk you through some examples here. Here's one example. The claim made on the label said 50 milligrams of CBD, but it actually tested negative for cannabinoids. Same here, claim made on the label said 21% CBD, but it tested negative for cannabinoids. Here's another example. Claim made was 50 milligrams of 21% CBD, but it tested negative for cannabinoids. Here, they claimed 500 milligrams of CBD, but again, it tested negative for cannabinoids. And then finally, here's another example. The claim made was 21% CBD, but it actually tested negative for cannabinoids. Now, here's another example where the claim made on the label said 26% CBD, but they only detected 0.14% CBD. Now let's take a look at the test results from 2016. So here's a product that claimed to have 25.2% CBD, but when the product was tested, it actually had very negligible amounts of CBD in it. The second thing I want you to notice is that some of these products actually had more than 0.3% THC in them. So here's an example here that had 0.45% THC. And then if we look at the test results from 2016, again, you'll notice here's one product that has 0.84% THC. Here's another one that has 0.86% THC. Here's another product that has 0.8% .5 THC. And then here are a couple of other products that have 1.7% THC, 1.9% THC, and 1.3% THC. Now let's compare the amounts of CBD in the products sold at the medical marijuana dispensary in the state of Washington, and then we'll compare it to what's sold online over the internet. So you'll notice the percentages of CBD here range anywhere from 49.09% all the way up to 99.93%. Now, in these test results from 2015, the highest amount of CBD in these products is, is this one, 2.6%. And then from the test results from 2016, the highest amount is 35% CBD. Now, of course, for obvious reasons, the FDA sent out warning letters to these companies. Some of these companies were making untruthful claims about the amount of CBD in their products. And also some of these companies were selling products that actually had more than federally legal amounts of THC in them. Now, now it's no wonder that I've had patients come into my office telling me that they purchased a supposed hemp CBD oil product through a website on the internet and, and either it didn't work or they'll tell me that they actually felt high off of the product that they purchased. For this reason, I've come up with a list of questions for patients to ask sellers when buying a CBD oil. 
So here's the thing, for as long as the industry stays unregulated, you are bound to find snake oil salesmen that'll make all sorts of unqualified claims about their products to make a quick buck. So really, it's on you to be a smart consumer. And how do you become a smart consumer? I'll teach you. I've come up with a list of criteria for my patients to use when buying CBD oil, which are number one, is the maker of the CBD oil accountable to anyone? It's when a company is not accountable to anyone that to make a quick buck, they may use deceptive and misleading marketing and advertising and, and get away with it. Now, in some states where marijuana is legal for either medical or recreational use, there are rules and regulations in place that the makers of the CBD oils have to abide by. So for patients in these states where marijuana is legal for medical and or recreational use, they're better off purchasing the CBD oil from state licensed facilities that are authorized specifically to dispense marijuana and hemp products. Now there's a whole question of buying CBD oil off of the internet. Like I showed you with the laboratory test results the FDA carried out, it's much more difficult to trust the quality of what you're being sold, unfortunately. The second question to ask, is the product laboratory tested? The company that made the product should be able to present to you the most, re the most recent laboratory test results for the product. And at the very least, the laboratory test results should indicate the exact amounts of cannabinoids, so THC and CBD, in the product. And the last question to ask is, what was the CBD extracted in? So sure, it's called an oil, but it may not be an oil. Many times, CBD is extracted in a hydrocarbon like butane, which can be harmful to your health. So check to ask what the CBD was extracted in. All right, so there you have it. Now you know exactly how to purchase CBD oil. And if you have any questions for me, then please post them in the comment section below, and I'll be more than happy to answer them in the next video. And thank you for joining me this time around. I will catch you next time. Bye.
I'm David Crosby. You may know me from my music, but today I'm here to talk to you about marijuana. This election, North Dakota has the chance to take a new, sensible approach to marijuana by approving Measure 3. Measure 3 would end the arrest of adults in North Dakota for marijuana, letting the police focus their resources on violent crime. It would remain illegal for minors we wouldn't be spending any more tax dollars needlessly and locking up your fellow citizens for possessing a plant that is less harmful than alcohol and tobacco. Let's end the adult marijuana arrests and respect individual freedom. Vote yes on Measure 3 on November 6th. Thank you. Paid for by Legalize MD. David Owen, Treasurer. And we're back. In case you haven't picked up on it, on in the beginning of the podcast, we had a um, we had a clip where um, where someone had asked Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, about um, about medical marijuana and um, what basically what his thoughts were on it, and um, a lady basically asked what his stance was on medical marijuana, particularly for terminally ill people with with seizures. And he gave us he gave a response that was pretty surprising, and um, he he was he was surprisingly for CBD, the um the non psychoactive uh, cannabinoid in cannabis, and he 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 saw he thought that it was that CBD was is pretty effective, and that hemp would have very good far very good properties as a cash crop, which I mean is it's 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 it, 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 it's a nice it's a nice step up that he's that he's deciding to embrace this on his way out but um you know like like Alexis Bortel one of the uh activists for for cannabis for for legalizing medical marijuana you know she I believe she brought forth a suit a, a lawsuit not not too long ago a couple months ago and you know the federal courts still didn't legalize it or still didn't push it through but she said that um that and and she made a good point that although although him saying this is great you know and although companies trying to make cbd into a medicine like epidiolex has earlier this year is good you know just isolating cbd ain't enough you know we need to we need to fully legalize it because you know when you just isolate it you're you're missing out on terpenes you're missing out on on the hundreds of other cannabinoids that are within cannabis and you know with that you're you're not you're not having the whole plant medicine and that's for some people that isn't enough they need all those can- cannabinoids working together and with the with the entourage effect because you know if you're just isolating it it's you're not getting the full effect and you know it's not having the full effect for people with chronic conditions so I mean, it's 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 great that we're nudging politicians in, in in a better direction, but we we need this legal full stop in all forms. You know, I know I know some 
politicians are, 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 are still skeptical about THC, but, you know, it's, it's none of their damn business at this point. You know, it's, this, this is a farmer's, this, this is a pharmaceutical plant and pharmaceutical, this is, this, this is a plant with so many different uses and properties, and it doesn't matter if people don't like THC, it, it's none of their business, I mean, you know, and, um, with that, um, I'm, I'm going to segue into our first story, and I'm going to read the first story. So, so Heidkamp ballot, no to pot, yes on non-citizens voting ban by the AP News. Democratic Senator Heidi Heidkamp says her early ballot this year in this year's election includes a vote against legalizing marijuana and a vote on the ban on non-citizens voting. Heidi Heidkamp spoke with with reporters yet Wednesday after voting in Medan. She says she supports decriminalizing marijuana, but thinks that legalization that the legalization proposal on the ballot had too many problems. Police oppose the measure. Supporters of the ban on non-citizens voting say it's necessary to clarify ambiguous wording in the state constitution, even though it is already legal for non-citizens to vote in the state. Heidi Heidkamp, Senator Heidkamp ended her media session before explaining the vote. She's in a tough re-election fight against Republican Kevin Kramer. So, again, this is just... This is just politicians thinking that they know best what is best for for their pop for their population and imposing their own morals and their own thoughts onto the population. Here in Massachusetts, when we had voted to legalize in 2016, I remember our governor that's up for re-election. That's he's he's, he's I mean. He, Unless, unless he shoots someone in the middle of, 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 of Boston in broad daylight, he's going to get reelected. But he was a staunch opponent of, of, of us legalizing for recreational purposes. And, and two years ago, we voted against him and we voted against we voted against because because um, the governor was against it. Our attorney gen or Democratic attorney general was against it. The mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, was against it. They they took out a, a page in the Boston Globe telling us to not do it, and we passed it by fifty by fifty four percent. So don't let your senators, don't let your politicians deter you from from ending prohibition. Because like like uh, like David, like uh, yeah, like David Cosby once like he said in the ad that. Um, that we should vote yes on, 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 on three if you live in North Dakota. You're, you, you know, we're wasting so much money putting people in jail for a plant. We, we are, you know, we're, we're taking people's ability to, to earn a living. Because once, once you have that felony conviction, it's, it's very hard to get housing. It's hard to get employment. It's hard to get loans. It's hard to do a lot of different things. And even, even if you yourself don't smoke it or you yourself don't consume you know, it's 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 a net benefit to have it legal because a North Dakota borders it borders Canada, so people are just going to drive their cars to Canada and and make Canada a lot of money. Hell, they might even small they might even bring their their weed from Canada back to North Dakota. So why not why not have North Dakota pocket this money and pocket this tourism that they can do? You know, I mean, it's it's a no brainer. In, in a sense, you know, I mean, don't don't let your your politicians deter you from voting yes. You know, if you feel that if you feel that your community is going to make make a lot of money and be able to put money into into infrastructure, into education, into you know, um, into fixing a lot of the state's issues, this this is this is a money maker. You know, and if and you know, and if you legalize it for recreational and, and far farming purposes, you can, with with the legalization of marijuana, you can legalize hemp, which you know you can build you can build houses with hemp, you can build, um, you can you can make fuel with hemp, you can you can make plastic with hemp, you can make sh textiles and shirts with hemp, you can make paper with hemp. You can make rope with hemp. 
um, you can make all sorts of different materials with hemp. So far, it would be a huge boon in cash crop for the citizens in North Dakota, you know, if, if they legalize a substance. And, you know, and, and most importantly, it's a social justice issue. You know, you're, it's like jailing people for marijuana is like jailing people for believing the sun, that the earth revolves around the sun or jailing people for, or making insulin illegal which which is a natural component in our bodies and and telling people they can't use that that component that's it's just it's just unjust and again just don't let don't let your your law your lawmakers or senators deter you from 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 moving forward in this issue don't let this be a roadblock vote yes on 3 if if you live in North Dakota so next story all right, most mines are made up on Michigan pot legalization proposal, but attacks escalate. The Detroit News, Lansing. A ballot initiative to legalize recreational marijuana and retail sales in Michigan remains popular with voters, but, pay, but faces a late push from opponents running television attack ads in effort to defeat the measure. A majority of Michigan voters support Proposal 1, according to October 25th to 27th poll of 600 likely voters conducted for the Detroit News and WDIV. 57% of respondents said they would vote for legalization initiative compared to 40% who were opposed. The 17% point margin bodes well for the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol and the findings indicate that 2.8% of voters remain undecided on the measure. The survey had a margin of error of plus minus plus minus four percentage points. Voters know where they stand on the issue of legalization, said Glenn Gariff Group pollster Richard Kazuba. But the one red flag I would wave here is if younger voters don't materialize at, at the polls, this is going to be a closer proposal than what it is polling right now. Early, vote, early returns suggest opposition among absentee ballot voters, a group that typically includes older voters who are less supportive of marijuana legalization, Kazuba said. Proposal 1 polls at 86% support, support among 18 to 29 year olds, but 38.5% but backing among respondents over the age of 65. So with that, so Michigan, you, Michigan has a pretty good shot of, 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 of making recreational marijuana as long as the young people get out and vote, you know. Um, again, the, I've, I've, been, I've been to Michigan, full disclosure. I've been to the Cannabis Cup in Michigan. And, I mean, their stuff holds their own to, to stuff I've had from Cali or Washington. I, it's, it's very, very good stuff. It's very, it's good. It's cheap. It's very, it's very dang stuff from what what I've had when I was at that cup. It's just amazing, you know. It it, it puts a recreational state like Massachusetts to shame, you know. Um, here are are in our medical marijuana. It's like it goes for about goes from anywhere between I would say fifteen per gram is the average here, and like three hundred three hundred an ounce a medical ounce is is the norm, but I mean, I've had five dollar grams when I was uh, when when I was at that cannabis cup in Michigan, you know, and they were good and they were potent. They're they're as good as anything I've ever had, you know. I mean, m people don't know of how good Michigan's weed is. It it holds its own. It really does, and it would it would really be a boon to the state if they legalize this November, which they're poised to do if the young people get out and vote. So, um, next story. Marijuana questions will drive Wisconsin voters to the polls in November. Survey shows marijuana moment. Wisconsin voters strongly favor legalizing marijuana, according to a new poll. In fact, just knowing that they will be asked to weigh in on cannabis at the ballot box increases the likelihood that most voters will turn out in November. For the poll, which was conducted by Myers Research, professional interviewers spoke with 500 registered voters earlier this month. The survey confirmed results of previous polling on cannabis legalization, revealing that 64% of respondents support adult use legalization, while 29% oppose the policy. 
But the survey went a step further, asking respondents if they would be more or less likely to vote in the upcoming election if they knew that their ballot included an advisory question about cannabis policy reform, as will be the case next month in counties and cities representing nearly half of the state's residents. 56% of respondents said they would be more likely to vote if their ballot had a marijuana question, compared to just 19% who said they'd be less inclined to turn out. The self-identified turnout boost was particularly sizable for Democrats. Six, 16 Wisconsin counties and two cities have marijuana advisory measures on their November ballots. You can read the text of the question here on Marijuana Movement. While there is nothing legally, while there is nothing legally binding about these ballot measures, the the results could inspire future reform legislation, as seemed to be the case when Massachusetts went through similar advisory question processes in the election cycles leading up to the passage of a statewide legalization initiative in 2016. The Wisconsin poll also reinforced the idea that support for cannabis reform is is widespread among divergent divergent demographics every demographic included in the survey with the except with the exception of respondents who identified as republicans showed a majority support for legalization democrats independents men women old young professionals blue collar workers all favor legalization andrew myers of myers research said in a press release it is therefore not surprising that every major area of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Dane, Brown, and the western areas showed major support for the legalization of cannabis according to the poll. So yeah, a quick thing to say about that. Um, I was, I, I witnessed um, when in 2010, wow, that was, that was a whole bunch of years ago, but in 2010, I remember this when when I went, I, I full disclosure, I went to U University of Massachusetts Amherst, go Minutemen, but yeah, I went to the flagship campus campus of Massachusetts and Western Mass. In case you don't know, has like four has a bunch of other colleges. It has um, Mount Holyoke, Smith, Amherst College, UMass, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Yeah, but I mean, there there are a bunch of colleges, you know, um, in that area, and it's a, it's pretty, it's lot of lot of hippies, lot of um, lot of like ex ex New Yorkers who who want, you know, cheap property and cheap land in in, in Western Mass, but it's sort of rural, but it's a lot of lot very liberal, a lot of hippies, a lot of a lot you know a lot a lot of that sort of progressive sort of mindset there you know and they had in 2010 in the 2010 midterms i remember voting on an advisory question in amherst um about legalizing marijuana i, I remember it passing by over 60 some percent so um so even even though i to my knowledge wisconsin doesn't have ballot measures like like the other states but even if these even if these pass by the margins they're projected, like the article said, you know, it's it's really gonna wake up the the lawmakers, or so I would hope, in that state. You know, it's really gonna make them see that hey, the population wants this, and you know, this could be a, a good money maker and a good way to stop wasting money on on jailing people. You know the the amount of arrests for for marijuana in this country is still pretty ridiculous even though nine states have legalized for recreational purposes and i think close to you think over 30 have done it for medical there's still so many arrests and you know if wisconsin could even de even just decriminalize marijuana they could save a lot of they could save a lot of money you know less lives are, are being ruined over over this great plan over this great medicine and you know it really lets it re this could really let lawmakers know that you know that that times are changing and that they're going to have to adjust with the times and hopefully they could be more grassroots activism within wisconsin to to 
to to get lawmakers to 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 consider legalizing it in in, in that state and you know if 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 they're not going to, if they're not going to change their mind despite overwhelming evidence that a majority of people want it you know it's i mean people should vote these people out honestly vote vote out these regressives that that want to hold back pol- progress on this issue you know i mean i mean hopefully the midterms they can they can flip their house and senate and t- to to politicians that are favorable and that are aligned on this issue that want want this to be legal so again get out get out and vote for all in all the states that you know that you have these questions you have these ballot questions to legalize for medical purposes you have governor's races you know i mean having a pro-cannabis governor or can 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 mean everything can really can really push this issue you know, vote in your state senate races. Vote in your in your state house re- house races. Vote vote in those for people who are, are pro cannabis. You know, and maybe through maybe through the legislature, maybe through legislator, you can legislation and 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 the governor signing it, you can make this happen. You know, I know New Jersey is, is sort of falling short on that. You have a pro cannabis governor, but you still have a lot of holdouts, a lot of democratic holdouts. Who, who buy the reefer madness sort of BS that 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 have kept stalling with this, you know? I mean, vote out these people that are, are, are dinosaurs on this issue. You know, vote vote them out, primary them. You know, keep writing, keep making it known that you're 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 a law-abiding citizen that wishes to do this in, in behind closed doors, and it shouldn't be their business. And if they're not going to move on the issue, you vote them out. It's that simple. So I guess that's 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 it for for today and you know this this is the final push towards towards the midterm towards the midterm elections um by 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 the Tuesday that by the Tuesday after the sun after this episode drops by by that Tuesday coming up you guys are going to vote and you know it's important to make your your voice known for these pro cannabis governors you know, for these ballot measures, for medical, recreational, don't don't let your pol don't let your politicians get in the way of of science and reason, and 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 justice. Most importantly, don't don't let them do that. You know, and as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Here's a new song I want to spring on y'all tonight. Take it home where you spread it around. If you don't like who's in there, vote them out. That's what election day is all about. And the biggest gun we got is called the ballot box. If you don't like who's in there, vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. And when they're gone, we'll sing and dance and shout. And she'll bring some new ones in, and they will start the show again. And if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. a bunch of clowns you voted in election day is coming around again and if you don't like it now you can change it anyhow and if you don't like who's in there vote them out vote them out vote them out and when they're gone we'll sing and dance and shout Start the show again and bring some new ones in. And if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. And when we're done, we'll sing and dance and shout. Then we'll bring some new ones in and we'll start the show again. But if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. 
And if you don't like who's in there, vote a bell. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Texas. Thank you, Beto. All the way, buddy. We love y'all. Thank you.